Welcome back to eConversations with Nave, the official podcast from the National Association for Business Economics and your one-stop shop for catching up on the latest in business economics on the go. Today's podcast is the webinar replay of the July 2023 Business Conditions Survey Results webinar held on July 24th, 2023. Survey Chair Carlos Herrera and Survey Analyst Lester Jones discuss the Q2 2023 results and the near-term outlook. Carlos, take it away. Welcome, everybody. And uh, thank you for joining this, af- this afternoon to go over the results for the latest uh, NAVE uh, business condition survey, which reports the uh, responses of 52 NAVE members to a survey that was conducted in between June 30 and July 12 of this year on the business conditions in their firms or industries. And it also reflects uh, second quarter 23 results and, and the outlook for the near term. Um, overall, the results reflect an economy of rising sales and profits as materials costs have declined and uh, the cost of labor has, uh, has been less challenging. Uh, the other uh, highlight that we have is, is that the majority of the respondents um, indicate that the, that the probability of a recession has come down. So uh, with that said, what we're gonna do here is just go through the highlights and, and then we'll open it up for a discussion. So we are gonna go basically in the order of the survey and, and, and you'll see as, as I present them, what are they referring to? All right, here we go. Uh, Regarding sales, respondents uh, report continued improvement over the past three months compared to the prior three. As the NRI for sales, uh, the percentage of panelists reporting rising sales minus the percentage reporting falling sales over the past three months rose to 33 from 30 in the April survey. The forward-looking NRI rose to 38 from 25 in the April survey, indicating growing expectations for sales in the next three months, as the percent of respondents suspecting sales to rise increase and those suspecting to fall decrease. Uh, regarding profit margins, they also report improvement at their firms in Q2 of 2023. The NRI for profits is zero up from the previous reading of minus eight. This is the first non-negative result um, after four consecutive surveys where the, the net rising index was negative. Uh, in the same manner, the forward-looking index rose to six from minus six in the prior survey, also the first non-negative result after four consecutive surveys. So as you can tell, in terms of the profits, the, the, the respondents are suggesting that things are improving, not, not great yet, but improving, and also for, the, for going forward. In terms of the price charge, uh, we continue to see, uh, uh, we have an increase in the number of respondents uh, saying that they have rise and, and to 45 from 34 in the April survey. And is the, her, the, the, sorry, the third highest reading in survey history. So the prices are still high for uh, almost half of respondents, uh, 49% respond that they rose in, in, in the second quarter of 23 up from 40% in the April survey. And going forward, uh, uh, 35, the, the 
net rising index go to, to, to 35 from 31 in the prior survey. So uh, it, is, it is still, uh, uh, prices are still a challenge. They continue to rise as, as reported by the people who completed the survey. Great, thank you, Carlos. So Carlos just handled sales, profits, margins, and prices change, right? So what I'm gonna do is hit this section, which is kind of the material cost, the wages and the employment, kind of like the cost of doing businesses, doing your business. So if you look at what's going on on the tables, you can see material cost has an NRI of 43. Uh, so it's a little, it's, it's an improvement. If you look at it this way, it's an improvement. We have uh, fewer people. In April, we had 57% of respondents saying those material costs were rising. Now we're a little bit improvement to a 55. So it's a 13% report falling. So there's, there, like Carlos said on the, uh, the, the prices charged and the, the profit margins, things are just a little bit better on this cost of materials. And if you're looking ahead, uh, the NRI you know, falls a little bit to, to 20, uh, and uh, the, the percent of respondents saying they expect their, their inputs to fall is 23%, one of the highest percent of respondents saying they expect uh, uh, material costs to fall in a while. So that's pretty good for us. On the, uh, when you come down to wages, it continues to get interesting, right? So wait, wages, for the, for the most part, we have 53% of our respondents saying wages are unchanged. That's one of the highest we've had in, in, in recent history. It just gives us 47% uh, expect rising wages, which is a big improvement over to 63% from the April survey. The net result of that is an NRI of 47, suggesting wages are kind of coming down a little bit and people are feeling a little bit more comfortable in terms of how they can deal with wages. Not in the falling section, uh, of the survey, obviously, but in the unchanged and the rising, things are starting to balance out a little bit. And we look at the expected, what we expect in the next coming three months, uh, it's, it's not so much changed over the April survey. So we still have an NRI of 44, which kind of follows what we had in April of 23, but a big change from where we were in January. Excellent. Yeah, working down to the employment section, Things are get, continue to be interesting for us because they're not huge changes that we see. If you look at the NRI for employment, it's two. What well, it was zero uh, in April of 2023? So zero to two, not such a big change in the kind of the aggregate NRI of the industry. But if you look at the kind of the details in the table, what you see is the people that report rising versus unchanged employment. So we're about 50% of our our respondents are saying things are unchanged. 25% are expecting a rising employment. And once again, that's a, a different outcome than what we had in April of 2023. Expected over the next three months, you can kind of see the NRI picks up to 14%. And that's a big improvement over what we saw in April and January. So a, a pretty good outlook for expected employment going forward. Carlos, you want to take over the capital spending section? Uh, absolutely. And, and so uh, the capital spending questions come in three flavors, overall capital spending, and then uh, spending on equipment, information, and communications technology, basically IT spending, and then spending on structure. So I, I will address them in, in, in order. So first for overall capital spending, in the net rising index, went to 27 
from 18 and the April uh, survey. So uh, this is an improvement, it, it, you know, 34% of, um, uh, of respondents are saying that the capital spending at their firms rose. And, and, and this is an improvement of 5% points from the April. Uh, the share of respondents that reported that capital spending declined is 7% down from 11% in the prior survey. So uh, uh, we see a, a, an improvement here as well. And going forward, the panel expects a further increase in the, in the firm's capital spending over the next three months. When it comes to IT spending, uh, the rise that we saw in there, it was, uh, 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 it went to 36 on the on the uh, net rising index from 19 in the April survey, so a significant improvement here. And it was driven uh, that the share of respondents that indicating that the capital spending in this category went up to 45% from 30 in the April survey. And going forward, they expect a further increase in, in, in this category uh, on balance. Finally, the structures here, we see a, a little bit of a different result. Uh, the NRI is three up from zero, which as, as, as uh, Lester mentioned a second ago, that in terms of the numbers is not a, a big difference as 25% of respondents indicate increased spending on structure versus 22 indicating falling spending on structures. So uh, a more mixed result in, in here, Going forward for the next three months, it also improved from minus 12 in the April survey to minus six. So still negative. So the, the, the respondents are saying that this is still falling because it's the net, the net of the rising people responding that where we're rising versus the falling. So still negative, more people saying that are falling, but the number has, has come down. So uh, we see an improvement, but we still have uh, a significant way to go in there. So uh, Lester is now going to look at uh, shortages, I think. Absolutely. I have the shortages page up here. And I think this is another part, interesting part of our survey, because we asked respondents in a special question in, a, in this section to kind of tell us about how they're experiencing different kinds of uh, shortages. And what we see is the no shortages is the line that we go to first. And for 44% of the respondents, they're reporting no shortages. Uh, it's that's down a little bit from the April survey when it was 53 we're recording no shortages and even January and what you see is kind of like the skilled labor labor is still a problem the labor market is still tight out there and we still hear about that but firms are trying to figure out ways to make do with what they have I think so while there still are shortages out there some of the expectations of lower wages and uh, you know, increased employment. It seems that the respondents are kind of giving us a little bit of mixed results of how they're trying to deal with the business conditions that are out there. Unskilled labor, same thing. 21% of our, of our respondents are reporting that they're having shortages of unskilled labor. That's, that's still relatively elevated uh, in the history of the uh, survey. But then the raw materials, intermediate goods seem to kind of come down a little bit as do the cap capital up a little bit, but not that much. So it's an interesting play out here in terms of how the shortages are working out in the uh, in the survey. All right. Yep. So uh, the next special questions that we have have to do with how people perceive the biggest downside risk and upside risk uh, 
to, to their firms. And uh, respondents indicate uh, that uh, increased cost pressures is the biggest risk that, that they face, followed by higher interest rates. Um, these were also the same um, risks that they mentioned in the April survey. And so not much of a difference in here in, in, in terms of change in the, in the environment. Uh, the supply chains, the people who reported that the supply chains are the biggest downside risk, uh, they was 14% up from 7% on the April survey, which is telling us that we still have uh, work to do in the supply chains and, uh, and the challenges that exist in that space. Um, the, there is another category that we have in this question. And here, uh, people uh, have the freedom to express what is it that, that they think is the biggest risk. And the anecdotal comments uh, reflect concerns as, as we see around us about geopolitical and trade conflicts. On the other side, on the upside risk, uh, uh, panelists are a little bit uh, divided in here, but still uh, the two most frequently cited risks are falling input costs, which is, will contribute to the profit margins, of course. 22 of respondents indicated that, and a rapid increase, this is the second upside risk, is, is a rapid increase in people returning to the labor force. So the constraints that Lester noticed on the labor side uh, if, if, if there were more people available and, and, the, and the labor market were, was less tight, then, then that will be a, a, an upside risk as perceived by the respondents. Uh, uh, on the other category, uh, the anecdotal respondent was uh, along the lines of avoiding a recession and a stronger global growth uh, that, that were cited as, the, as other upside risks uh, potentially here. Then, um, uh, on the continuing on the issue of the prices, the next question, a uh, special question that, that we have is, is your firm passing on cost increases to customers? And, and here, 78%, uh, I mean, a very high number of respondents indicated that their firms are passing all or some of the cost increases to their consumers. And so that, that you know, it, it looks like, like firms are still uh, passing it on and that they are, have been able to continue to do so. Uh, this number of 78% is, is up from 71% in the, in the, in the uh, April survey, but there is a little bit of a shift in the share of respondents reporting that all or near, nearly all cost increase are, are being passed. This only 16% are reporting that they are passing all or nearly all versus 27 in the past survey. This is uh, possibly to indicate that, that yes, they're still passing it on, but that mm, there is some resistance as they are not passing it all together. Uh, so, and, and, and we'll let uh, now Lester handle the last question that we had in the special question section so that we can jump into the uh, Q&A. Thank you. Yeah, so just to reiterate on that special question five, I think that's really interesting how the the percent of respondents who are passing all or nearly all has come down so much between the two surveys. I think that's interesting uh, for people to hold on to. That's a nice nugget in this survey to recognize how you know things are improving, but they're still kind of slowing down a little bit. 
so our final question here is we asked our respondents, you know, how do you feel about the chance of a re of the economy going into a recession over the next uh, 12 months? And what we've seen is people have kind of backed away from where they were in the April 2023 uh, survey. In, this, in our survey here, 71% of respondents put the probability of 50% or less of this occurrence, uh, while 25% are suggesting that a recession is likely. But once again, we see people, uh, the respondents kind of backing away from that high probability of recession in the next 12 months. So with that, I believe we're done the, 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 the core of the survey. And what we should do is kind of turn it over to some discussion and questions. I can certainly, uh, we have a question from Ben Castleman. What do you make of the, the moderation of wage growth in this survey given the continued low employment rate and other signs of labor market tightness? Does it suggest that there has been a loosening of the labor market that's not showing up in traditional indicators? You do your play and I'll do, if you want to take it, Carlos, and then I'll follow up. Well, I, I think you have it, but, but I think that that the person asking the question got it exactly right. You know, uh, all of this pressure, I mean, it comes at a cost. And, and, and at some point in time, things start to give and we starting to see uh, some, uh, I wouldn't call it re relief, but easing of, of uh, in, the, in the wage uh, area. I, I think that we have started to, to see that in the survey. And and um, you know anecdotally in the economy as well. Yeah, I I I agree. I mean, this the moderation of wages has at, at least in, in the industry in which I work. I think we see people, uh, firms doing just being smarter with the employees that they have and trying to just be more efficient and 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 not necessarily chase employees like we were doing coming out of COVID when I think there was a little a, a very aggressive. Uh, push from a lot of firms to, to attract and retain employees. So now it's kind of moderating, and I think that's what you see in the survey. Do we have another question? I'll just say we answered that. Uh, any other questions out there? Someone wanted to catch on before we closed out. It's from uh, uh, how much are profit margins explaining inflation? Hmm. Uh -huh. How much are profit margins? Well, you know, I it's I will go to probably to another section that what um, Lester discussed in terms of the number of respondents indicating that they were passing all or nearly all the 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 cost pressures that they had onto consumers, and so uh, uh, and that that number had come down from the prior survey. And so what is that, what that says, if, if you wanna stretch it from the results, is that the pressure on prices uh, that are still there, they haven't completely gone away, but that they should start to moderate as, as, as the material costs come down. And so the firms are, are having to pass less and that is putting less pressure on the prices. It's still there, the pressure is still there, but less than before. I'd agree with that assessment. It's, it's, it's. Everything is everything is moderating slowly, right? And that's kind of the it's kind of the soft landing and the the slowdown that we've all we've all been expecting and forecasting and looking towards, and we've known it's coming. So here we have it. 
And then these business condition surveys that we have kind of reflect that 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 outcome. Yeah, I, I think it is it is very telling that that the percent of respondents indicating a lower probability of recession jumped to 71%. That's that's I mean, three quarters of the people are saying this now. And and that is that is something that I think uh is rhymes and, and with the with the theme that uh we're recovering that equilibrium that we lost through the pandemic and all the different things that we have had to deal with Ukraine and Silicon Valley and all of these things. And that collectively we're finding that equilibrium that we lost as a consequence of all of those things. Perfect. All righty. Well, you already did your closing and we did a <laughs> closing, but as far, as far as order goes, well, I think we can get through that. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of eConversations with Nave. We hope you'll join us for the 65th Nave Annual Meeting, October 8th through 10th in Dallas, Texas. We have many great sessions prepared, including talks from Lori Logan, Philip Jefferson, Hunter Hunt, John Stanky, and many more. The early bird deadline is September 8th. For more information on the conference and the full program, please visit neep.com slash AM 2023.